your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host and mother of a recovering child with autism, Betsy Hicks. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Betsy and her guests illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Betsy Hicks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show today where anything is possible. Today, I have the wonderful Rob Oker with me, and we are going to be talking about possibility. If you haven't had a chance to listen to our other shows, I really welcome you to do so. This is this is about our fifth show together, Rob. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you don't have to have listened to the other shows in order to understand what we're going to be talking about today, but there are lots of abilities, and Rob has been working on a book of the seven abilities of empowerment, and today we are going to be talking about one of the very important abilities. In fact, in many cases today, it has been the best um, ability, and that is possibility, um, which I think is really funny because I have to give a little bit of a... a, a get our audience up to date rob and i because rob is a middle school guidance counselor we pre-record these uh, shows and um we have had everything imaginable keep us from recording this show today but we are so in the realm of everything is possible right rob yeah that's true here we are (laughs) to make this show come to you and we're excited to be here today to talk about the seven abilities of empowerment because this is the the concept of being empowered is really looking at um, awakening consciousness and bringing in some ideas that are going to help not only families, not only help ourselves, but to help our children and our children's children. And that's why this concept of the seven abilities of empowerment I really came out with. And when we looked at the abilities, we've talked about response ability, adapt ability, connect ability, respect ability, and now we're really looking at possibility. And each of them is a playoff on the words about the ability, the power to do something, the power to make a choice and to do something with your um, awareness. And so you can really make a change not only for our planet, for yourselves, but also our children and our children's children, which is going to affect the future. You know, Rob, more so than a lot of the abilities, I think this is one that is so frequently squashed by parents in that um, we we want our children somewhat to think that everything is possible, but yet we kind of have this um, also, d- 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 I guess it's really a domestication that we put onto our children where we really don't want them to think anything is possible because, number one, we want we care about their safety. We also don't want them getting too big of a head. We don't want them to get hurt. Um, all of those things where we really... Um, hurt this ability in our own children, certainly not consciously, but a lot of children don't feel everything is possible simply because of what they're hearing from all the grown-ups in their life. Yep. The messages that we give to ourselves with our self-talk, with our ego coming through, the messages that we give to our children, the messages that we give to anyone out there are the messages that we are going to feel whether something's possible or not possible. And those are based on belief systems, really core, deep belief systems. And we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk about ways to really 
um, shape your beliefs that shape behavior and change some of those beliefs of um, impossibility to possibility. Uh, but I, let's look at the definition and how I define possibility in terms of the seven abilities of empowerment. I looked at possibility as the ability to imagine, wonder endlessly, and create life how it could be rather than how it should be. And that whole concept of looking at things, you know, what if, you know, what if that really would, the world would be like that? You know, that's that awakeness, that's that mindfulness. And um, I love the words of Emily Dickerson where she says, just dwell in possibility. Mm. And when we are in that thinking, that moment of dwelling in possibility, we really start to shift our awareness that anything is possible. And that's what we're going to talk about about now is really of how we can shift that awareness of dwelling in possibility. Mm -hmm. I like to start off with telling a story about, um, I was, the other day I was talking to a preschool teacher, a good friend of mine, Lynn Ainert, who works in um, Lake Geneva, has been doing it over 35 years, you know. Wow. She's amazing when it comes to um, working with children and possibility, but I was asking her about possibility in children and Having a three-year-old daughter myself, I just, every moment I'm with her, it's dwelling in possibility, and I forget everything else around me that is negative. I forget the impossibilities, the beliefs that, that you know, it's like we talk about anything is possible. Well, she was telling me that what she does with the children, too, is, is of course, it's spring, but she has them plant seeds. And she says, possibility is really like planting seeds and the idea of possibility. And she goes, what we do is we take, we take those preschoolers and um, we get little cups and we get, we get some dirt. And, you know, we said, you know, we're going to plant some seeds here and we're going to watch them grow. And uh, she says, we need three things to really watch them grow. We need water, we need sunlight, and we need lots and lots of love. And so she plants those seeds, and every day the kids want to check on them, and every day they want to water them, and sometimes overwater them, and, <laughs> and every day they want to give them sunlight, and and um, but they really, really, when they're around them, they give them lots of love, and as they give them that love, the endless possibilities start to bloom, and those endless possibilities are already planted in those hearts of those young children. And as I think about that is generation after generation, this Mrs. Ainert has really planted seeds that have blossomed into beautiful, beautiful flowers of endless possibilities for those children just by, you know, having a simple lesson of that. And, and I, I, I want to add one other piece of that. You know, we, it, and it's kind of that fertilizer piece of, of, of things that we grow. And um, I think so many of our children aren't really who they are authentically because we are ladling them with so many chemicals and so many toxins in their mm -hmm. food mm -hmm. and in their environment that it's, it's like these just really nasty fertilizers and they grow and they grow and they grow, but in, inside they are just chemically not who they need to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, so an analogy into that, too, is to make sure that we're using natural fertilizers as we're growing these children. Yep. And that's what the kids and people really attune best to in terms of possibility. Something that's natural, something that's real, something that's authentic to their brains, bodies, and hearts. 
So let's look at, we talked about belief, the biology of belief. So much research is coming out now about our belief systems and it, all of these abilities of the seven abilities of empowerment really stem from the belief of, you know, can I really bring out the best of who I am and what I can do with these abilities. These are reawakening um, abilities that have been lost in our consciousness and and having the belief that it's possible to do this is a framework of, okay, let's start to awaken to this understanding that we as a, as a consciousness, as a human family can awaken to realms of possibility, that there is a better place, a new earth, a better place for our children and our children's children. And that's my goal, that's my aim, and that's my mission. So possibility is so big because none of the other abilities would really be possible if it wasn't really for the belief of possibility. So let's look at how we can look at shifting those beliefs. And when we're talking about beliefs and core beliefs, there's some core beliefs in our bodies and our cells and deep within our systems that are that are there. Like you mentioned the abilities like, I don't believe this is possible or no, that can happen. Well, let's take the framework right now, Betsy, here of looking at achievers versus underachievers. And I like I like using the work of uh, Jim Fay and Foster Klein because we have we have um, a frame that really helps people in the schools and a frame that helps in a psychology that helps parents and parenting styles. And so I I really like to use uh, Dr. Fay and uh, Charles Fay's uh, love and logic approach of um, achievers versus underachievers. So when we look at achievers, we're look, achievers are people that believe anything is a possible. Achievers say, I know this is a possible. And achievers have that, have that um, way of looking at things. And achievers look at the belief that say, it's okay if things get difficult. An underachiever, a person believes that something that is impossible, uh, a belief that really holds them back to shaping their behavior, is that life should be hard. Oh, there's struggle and effort. Mm-hmm. You know, where we look at um, achievers or a person of possibility believes I'm responsible for my own happiness. We talked about responsibility. That is a belief. An underachiever may believe other people are supposed to make me happy or other people can make me unhappy. And so when we look at those beliefs, these are core beliefs that are really underlying whether or not we're be looking at the world in a frame of possibility or um, of we're looking at the frame of impossibility in terms of our belief. This whole hard work concept is really important. There's a generation of kids out there, and uh, Bill Gates put it really well in his speech that he gave to high school students that... You know, a lot of kids out there that feel because they graduated from college, they can have a cup of coffee and go to Starbucks and and or caribou coffee and not work hard, but, you know, you know, be in the real world and make money. He says, no, the real real world is you have to have the belief that hard work and learning are very important. Take pride in that. And I can have some positive results by working hard and I have to work hard. Versus hard work and learning create misery and, oh, you don't want to work hard. And that that produces this belief of achiever if you can shift it and look at it that you got to work hard if you really want results. Well, let's talk more about achieving because this is something that I, I feel is an important piece in motivation. Right. And and when when I look at 
my daughter who gets a brand new video game. And I mean, she just, she knows she will eventually beat it. And she does, and she will. And then I look at yesterday, uh, we were at the airport, and Jesse loves to do things that nobody thinks is possible. And so John and I are standing at the luggage turnstile waiting for all three of our very large pieces of luggage to come off. And here comes Jesse, who went to the opposite end where they first come off, with all three pieces of luggage. Because just because she wanted that shock factor. She wanted to show us, look at you never would have thought this was possible and look what I did. Mm-hmm. It, that that motivation of wanting to achieve is so cool. We are gonna take a, a break right now, Rob. Let's get back and talk a little bit more about achieving. Real life solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virostop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Readysorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. Readysorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical free, and there's no sodium benzoate in Readysorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about Readysorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.readysorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. Okay, so let's go back to this achieving thing that I've um, been rejoined here with uh, Rob Oker. We're speaking today about the uh, possibility and achievement is something that, is this the piece that 
I'm, I'm trying to really define the difference between possibility and achievement. Can you help me clarify these two things here a little more? Yeah, I, well, I'm using achievement because I'm using a, a school frame reference on it, you know, in terms of um, being successful in terms of uh, school life and life in terms of achievement of being motivated to be a learner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, but you know, when you come into the whole belief of, okay, do I have to ha- achieve to be successful? No, that, you know, that that's a whole nother core belief. But I guess the frame of reference I'm looking at here is, you know, achievement, I'm looking at what it means to be successful in, you know, when I work with kids, from my, my frame of reference is to be a motivated learner and achieve success in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go into beliefs that shape behavior. Um, again, for uh, achievers and underachievers in terms of what we think is possible. But the big thing about this is is I want to look at giving some tools and techniques that I've found that work with children and work with families and help parents so they can help shape some of their beliefs and their family systems to shape behavior and believe that anything is impossible to be empowered. Cool. All right. So we talked about, you know, the belief systems of what, uh, achievers believe, you know, I've got what it takes to learn to solve most of my problems I face. I can solve my own problems. That is a belief that um, goes a long way. If you can instill that belief in your child at an early age, it sets a tone later in their life that they are problem solvers and they can handle and solve their own problems versus this belief that, you know, I can't learn and solve my problems on my own. Somebody has to do it for me or somebody has to help me solve my problems. And we've, you know, we see a lot of kids that get into this whole frustration cycle or behavior cycle or misbehavior cycle, I should say, that um, are looking for somebody else to solve the problem. And when they look for somebody else, whether it's a parent, a teacher, a counselor, or um, somebody else to solve their problem, the frustration cycle continues with parents and it continues with families. And you'll see this whole underachieving and lack of motivation and anger just build. And so we're getting into what ways can we shape those beliefs and help switch that behavior. And so let's create healthy beliefs about achievement. And what I mean about achievement is about being successful at school, being successful at your job, being successful in life in terms of looking at the inside um, and the value of hard work from the inside out. Because I'll give the example of uh, some kids that I work with in the middle school, let's say an eighth grader is just struggling, doing his homework over and over and over again. The teacher says, you got to get this worksheet done. You have to have this assignment done by that. If the project's not done, you have a zero. And they have the same results, and then they're unmotivated. But the value of hard work is really external from the outside, and people are trying to tell them that they've got to change. And I'm sitting there saying, whoa, wait a minute here. That child is never going to change their behavior going to change the the way that they're doing something unless it's from the inside and that's what we talk about this locus control uh, a center of control is from the inside out and all change and 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 all things that are really truly possible and especially when we're talking about belief structures have to come from the person yeah you know i mean i i i don't change or i don't I don't fix anyone. <laughs> it, I, I give them the tools to allow them and the keys to open the door and make the changes and hopefully um, guide them along the way so they believe that those beliefs can create possibilities in their life. 
So let's look at um, a motivation about achieving. If a, if, you know, if, a, if a person feels and believes that success is beyond their control, they're not really going to um, struggle or practice. And I see that a lot. You know, I work with these kids in these study halls and schools, and they're just like, you know, okay, I'm going to get an F. It's beyond my control. Why should I even do this? You know, and they find ways not to do the work. They work harder at not doing the work because, again, it's not from the inside. But if they believe that success is within their control, if they believe that success can, you know, happen from them, then the effort and the struggle and the practice makes sense. And then they start, you know, and I facilitate that where I make it fun and learning is fun. Learning is a, you know, an opportunity for fun by applying that in so they can really start to make some of their um, changes internally. And so I've adapted through uh, the Jim Fay and Foster Klein with Love and Logic the three steps for creating healthy achievement beliefs okay and um these are really neat tools and you can take these tools and use them um right away but uh, this is something that if you are having and struggling with a child that is struggling with their work or having the beliefs that oh this is stupid or this is gay and i'm saying that from you know a seventh grader talking um you know this is the language that i'm getting you know i don't want to do this you know this sucks come on and they're basically saying, I don't want to work hard, I don't believe in working hard, and I'm not going to do this to achieve. So, you know, they're trying to avoid everything possible to make it happen. Well, these three st- steps for creating healthy achievement help focus and retrain those beliefs. And so, are you ready for three steps? Yes, please. Okay. I and I know if you tried these, but this is really good to do. But they recommend to write the following reasons for success on a bulletin board, or a free refrigerator, or a note card, or a post-it. Just get a post-it and write this for step one. I worked hard. I kept trying. I've been practicing. I'll say that again because that's powerful. That's a belief system. Write this reason for success on your refrigerator and post it up there. I worked hard. I kept trying. I've been practicing. I worked hard. I kept trying. And I've been practicing. Now, when you write that, post that somewhere where you can always see it. That's a visual reminder that it's really going to see see it and set that belief into motion. Number two, step number two, catch the child doing something well and describe it in specific terms. This is huge in specific terms because a lot of times you say, oh, well, great, you know, you did really good on that project, nice job. And they're like, mm-hmm, okay. And now catch them doing something well and say, hey, you did a wonderful job on that uh, um, problem. That problem's correct. Uh, You sat still for 10 minutes and you got it correct. Now, this is the part where they say sometimes praise backfires. If you get into the overpraise and say, nice job or well done or, you, you know, are wonderful. You want to be positive, but you don't want to overpraise because sometimes underachievers or students that are having a hard time aren't hearing that message a lot Betsy and they're they're not hearing that you know great job or you don't done well a lot at home so a lot of times when they get that message what happens it it backfires yeah they don't know what to do with it right right and so sometimes they're like okay so really avoid overpraising and an underachiever or a person that you're trying to change a belief from, but just really state 
um, what the child is doing and that they're doing it well and describe it in specific terms that will help them realize and have an awareness that they can shift that belief. All right, and step three, ask the child to provide a reason for their success. This is getting them to the thinking state. If necessary, point to the reasons, well, wh what do you mean? Well, you know, you, you, did a, you, you, you were successful at getting that problem done. What did you do to make it happen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, if you didn't know, what would it be? I said, kids, well, what do you mean? And I point right to the board. Did you work hard? Did you keep trying? Or have you been practicing? Uh, I kept trying. Well, did it work for you? Yeah. You got it right. All right. And then what you're doing is you're reinforcing to them that they can handle the problem and solve the problem themselves. Excellent. I love this because this is something that... Aside from school, this is something we could be doing at home more than anything. Okay, so this, these are the three steps. Now, I remember one time you told me, and we talked about this in um, one of the abilities, mm -hmm. is that you want to kind of set them up for that success, but you also kind of want them to fail in many cases, too, so that they can learn their lessons. Create learning opportunities, and when we're raising our children, and this is a, a very big love and logic philosophy, is we want to have children make mistakes early in their life. And if they can make mistakes early in their life, then they can create learning opportunities for later when they're an adult and they turn 18 and make that mistake. Right. The consequences in it are severe. And the true, true learning happens when a child blows it and makes a mistake. And then they have the opportunity to shift that possibility and that belief system and do it again and make a change and know that they can solve their own problem. Right. And that's a gift you're giving your kids. Yeah, I mean, that's something I really struggle with, Rob, is the consequence piece. It's really hard. I mean, when your kids, especially <clears throat> the, the typical thing that happens in my household is them losing something. Right. Something that they saved for or something that I gave them, mm -hmm. and then they lose it. Mm -hmm. And dealing with the consequence of, now if you want that again, you know, you're know you going to have to pay for it and not want to just rush in there. But those responsibilities, and that's, that was, I think it was a possibly under responsibility that mm -hmm. that was it. But that is um, you know, th something I heard from Mia many years ago for many years was, I can't, I can't, Remember things. I can't do this. And the possibility piece of, okay, so have a consequence, learn mm -hmm. from it, and now you can because mm -hmm. you want to achieve. This has been great lessons you've taught today because it's that desire to achieve. And it's very hard for any child to do well in anything if they're not desiring right. that achievement. Right. And you have to believe it's possible, and they have to have those messages from the people that love them and care them the most. I give them to the children as a guidance counselor, and I do care about all the children I work with. However, the most important person that that person is going to have in their life that is going to give them that critical message that I love you, I believe in you, I trust you, you know, I'll be here for you no matter what, that belief system is going to come from the parent. It's going to come from that key person in their life. And if it's not a parent, maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's an aunt or an uncle or a family teacher. member. Or it could be a teacher. Yeah. And some teachers are they are the merchants of hope for these kids because they see them eight hours a day or a guidance counselor. Which I'm sure you have been for many. All right, we're going to take another break. When we get back, Rob Oker and I will talk more about possibility. We'll be right back.
A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten. And Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical-free, and there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the fine gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.readisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. Living Your Power with host and intuitive counselor Diane Brandon breaks down the old traditions of taking what life gives you. Living Your Power teaches you how to have a life of success, happiness, and fulfillment. How to live your power, feeling vibrant and confident. Tune in Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern to Living Your Power on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. We are back with Rob Oker talking about how everything is possible and possibilities. We have done a great, uh, we're, we're, Rob's been giving us some great tools today. And one of the big tools he gave us was these three um, steps towards um, achievement. Is that what they would three be Three steps for really creating healthy beliefs right. about achievement. The possibility that, you know, achievement is possible and that the belief structure is there. And a lot of times, well, you know, that's the inside job I'm talking about. Right. That's it. How do I change and how do I be, how do I help my kids or how do I, you know, help my students if they, you know, can't do the work? Well, we're talking about an inside job. And these three steps 
can help the inside job. So if you missed them or if you just want to review, because I always say space repetition over and over again, so it becomes your own idea, you have to hear it over and over again. That's why these podcasts are awesome and these um, voice recordings are awesome because you can go back to it. You can hear it over and over again. If you right. missed it, you can share it with a friend and say, hey, you got to hear these three steps for creating healthy achievement beliefs. Here they are. Step number one, write the following reason for success on a bulletin board, refrigerator, put it on a post-it, stick it up somewhere where you can see it. Okay? And what you want to write is, I worked hard, I kept trying, and I've been practicing. Great. Three powerful belief statements. I've worked hard, I kept trying, and I've been practicing. And step, step number two, catch the child in doing something well and describe it in specific terms. You got, you got the problem right. You sat still for 10 minutes. Specifically, describe it. I, I remember that with my daughter's art. It always, you know, whenever she would show me something art, I like the way you put the person over here as opposed to that looks nice, honey. Good, Because good. it shows that you're paying attention to detail. And specific. And really, with the underachievers and the people that don't have that belief structure right there, avoid the overpraise and saying, great job, you know, that's wonderful, you did wonderful, that's great. Again, an underachiever and doesn't have that belief system established, that will backfire and they'll look at you like, you want me to do what? And so um, just, just be careful with praise. And step number three, ask the child to provide a reason for their success. Okay. This is the reflection piece. This is the part where they, the belief is setting in. Um, if necessary, they say, I don't know, point out. Point to that board again. Point to that post-it that said what? I've worked hard. I kept trying. Or I've been practicing. Which, See? Which one wouldn't work for you? Good job, <laughs> Betsy. You've been practicing. Okay. Now, I, I do have a question with all of this because... In school, this makes a lot of sense in, into the real world of this whole determination and this achievement. But sometimes the universe speaks to us and kind of gives us this piece of we don't, maybe this isn't the right direction. Mm -hmm. And, and how, how, do you, how do you really kind of look into that answer? Because, you know, Rob, when we had... Rob and I have been wanting to record this show, and first we had a bad snowstorm that kept us from getting together, and then we got here, and then something happened with my computer, and then we had then all kinds of problems there, and people were coming in and out, so finally we found this. We were determined. We knew it was possible we were going to happen. But sometimes those things happen to say, hey, you know what? Maybe you're not going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. what, how do you know the difference? That's really where you have to go within, and you have to trust trust the answers within you know, I don't have answers for anybody else except myself. I'm not an expert on any anything except one thing, and that's me. Mm. And everyone out there has the possibility to listen to themselves and to really find the answer within themselves. And that's where all true possibility lies and all true um, awakening and changes happen is with the self. And so I help guide children to do that, and I help act as a bridge for parents and families to do that. And I facilitate that happening. And one technique that I've found that's really been working well is to find that answer within is help kids and families get into the answer room. Tell me about this. This is another tool. There's another tool. This is a great tool. It's called the answer room. And it was um, it comes from Barbara Maciniak in terms of the path of empowerment. And she gives this unbelievable tool that I've been using with kids and I've tailored it 
and uh, made it really real so where you can find any answer you're searching for within your own self, within your own consciousness. And there lies all of the answers to every, every problem where anything is possible within yourself. But you have to go to the answer um, room to find that. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me. So I'm going to take you on here on a journey. And the journey is to how to use this technique into the um, answer room. So let's empower ourselves right now. And if you're listening to this or um, you're somewhere where you can listen to this and do this um, technique, why don't you do it with us and and, uh, let's empower ourselves and find out a way to get into the answer door and the answer room. All right. Let's set the reality that we want into motion. Let's take time to communicate with our not only our conscious minds but our subconscious minds and let's slow down. All of this is almost like a meditation or a visual, visualization. So I'm going to ask you to get in a place where you can, if you're driving, <laughs> it's not a good idea to do this probably, but if you're um, sitting in a place where you could sit down, relax, lie down, and I'm going to take you on a visualization here of getting into the answer room. All right. First, let's slow down and focus on our breath. Breathe in. Are you breathing? Ask yourself. Focus on your breath. Gently gently separate your jaw and relax your tongue and allow deep rhythmic breathing and relax your body and open your mind to enhance a state of awareness. We are now going into the state of awareness within you where all things are possible. With the seven abilities of empowerment of impossibility. As you're breathing, continue to breathe. Imagine your body full and energized with golden spirals of energy. Now visualize a wave of energy like a gentle spring shower sweeping over the top of your head down to the bottom of your feet. Any tension that you have been carrying will be easily washed away, leaving you feeling fresh, clear, and free to perceive to uncumbered into the depths of your being. This place in your mind is called the answer room and you must use your imagination across the bridge and find your way to the door it may be on a busy street or an old stone office building quiet country lane secluded in an eagle's nest overlooking a cliff the answer room is your creation and it can be anywhere you choose feel a strong intent to go there And then see yourself standing before the door. Take special note of the quality and color of the door, as well as the shape of the doorknob. And once they are clearly etched in your memory, open the door. The answer room is filled with well-furnished and beautiful fabrics and comfortable seating, fascinating pieces of art, a globe, books, plants, flowers. A tea set adds warmth of welcome and a large glass door, doors open to a beautiful garden. Now enter the answer room and make yourself at home. You will find anything you want in this room. Once you are cozy and settled in, look around the room and feel it as a part of you. Think about what you want to know. Feel the room, look around the room, allowing your gaze to rest here and there, steadily taking in all that you see. 
when you are ready, clearly state a question to which you are seeking an answer. And then ask that answer to be clearly presented within the next three days. And then sit back and enjoy some tea and bask in the serenity of your room of inner knowledge. Remember, ask that question and clearly state the question to which you are seeking an answer for. Can I come back? Yeah, welcome back. You can visit this room anytime you choose to fine-tune your um, frequency and really get into those answers that you hold within yourself. Rob, that was amazing. I had a wonderful visualization with that, and I felt very, very comfortable there. Boy, what a fabulous tool for, mm. for anybody, not just these children. but yeah, and, it, and it helps people to slow down and to really be mindful mm -hmm. of of this process within us we hold all the answers and this is taken from barbara marciniak from the path of empowerment so i'm giving credit to her because it is a beautiful technique that allows and a tool that allows us as human beings and spiritual beings having a human experience to go in within and find the answers that we need thank you that was fantastic we're gonna have to take a break though rob um when we get back we will talk more I want to talk a little bit more about this I want to talk about what more to visualize in this room because I think that I, some things came up to me that I think were, could help others too uh, we'll be right back with Rob Oker talking about possibility don't go away opinions options answers voice America health and wellness ReadyZorb Glutathione is proud to support the Betsy Hicks radio program. Glutathione is essential for human health. It protects cells from oxidative stress and supports the body's removal of toxins. It enhances immune function. Glutathione is one of the body's ways of detoxifying itself. It protects our DNA. Glutathione is one of the most effective free radical scavengers. Autistic children are predisposed to low glutathione, which prevents them from detoxifying normally. ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione is an oral dietary supplement that was formulated by a physician for his own patients. Each teaspoon contains over 400 milligrams of glutathione. The ingredients are pure and chemical free. And there's no sodium benzoate in ReadySorb Glutathione. It's approved for use on the Fine Gold program. Ask your doctor about ReadySorb Liposomal Glutathione and read more about us at www.redisorb.com. That's R-E-A-D-I-S-O-R-B dot com. More and more parents of children affected by autism are discovering enzyme therapy as an important part of their treatment program. Digestive enzymes help to break down the foods which may enhance nutrient absorption. Used therapeutically, enzymes can also support the immune system to break down pathogens such as viruses, fungal forms, and bacteria. Enzyme Medica formulates the highest quality of enzyme supplements to address a wide variety of issues. Lacto, a broad-spectrum digestive enzyme focusing on the 
the complete digestion of milk proteins. Gluten Ease, high in DPP-4 activity, known for its ability to help break down gluten, and Virus Stop, an enzyme formulated to assist in the body eliminating pathogens. Enzyme Medica provides the purest enzyme products, free of fillers, anything artificial, and of all common allergens. We are dedicated to education and helping you find the best products for your children. Learn more today at www.enzymemedica.com. Let's face it, hormones happen. Whether you are male or female, hormones have an impact on your overall well-being. Dr. Hart brings to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel timely topics that answer your lifelong questions about hormones in men, women, and teens. Tune in to Optimal Wellness every Monday at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Optimal Wellness. Live life well. Live life long. Live life to the fullest. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Betsy. All right, Rob, we're getting ready to conclude the show today. This is our last segment together, and I want to talk about this exercise that we just did where we did this visualization, and I encourage people to go back and to listen to this and find this answer room for them. Mm-hmm. This answer room that Rob just explained to us helps you to kind of visualize and go into an area where you can really seek for the answer. So here's my big question. Um what if there's someone in there or do is it okay or do you encourage or not encourage a guide to be in that answer room for you? Well, once you start to trust this process and practice this process, you know, I found personally as I start to um, type this and try this in type of internal programming, and that's what we're doing. We're really using the gifts that we have within ourselves internally, and we're doing a type of internal programming to find the answers um, that will come. Once you start practice this process, yes, that answer room could be filled with the greatest healers of all time. Right. That answer room could be filled with people in it that are from this lifetime, a past lifetime, right. a future lifetime. It is your imagination. It is it is endless possibility. Right. It could be the eagle. It, it could, could be a dolphin. Right, right. It could be a tiger. It could be really any animal that you may feel some strong connection with. Totally. And when you start to do this and practice this, you will be amazed at what comes because the visualizations that you get, their messages giving to you, it's almost like a dream state to reality. We're reality adjusting is what we're doing. We're right. shifting reality and we're solving the problems and manifesting the problems within our own being and our own sense. And once you start practicing this this internal programming and once you start listening to within, you don't go without and you start to get some of the messages and answers that unfold in your life and also um, in, you know, it's the whole concept of dreaming. Unlimited possibilities await your attention. And you can save yourself a lot of money and you also um, work hard by practicing this whole concept of inner self-management and how to direct your attention within. Yeah. Wow. I 
I think this is a great prelude also to meditation, and it's actually because it is meditation in its own form. It's all and form. it's and but but I think the word meditation scares a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that just seems it seems freaky and scary and strange, and but it really is a form of that. Right. And here, you know, if I was talking to a kid right now, I would say, hey, you know, I want to teach you something really cool. Right. You know, you've got a lot of stress going on in your life right now. I can see that, you know, you got your energies all over. Yeah. I want to teach you something that can help you find all the answers that you 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 have. Well, how do I do that, Mr. Oker? Well, I'm going to teach you how to go into your answer room. What's my answer room? You know, and I said, it's a place within you where you hold all the possibilities and all the answers to any question that you ever want. Okay, so Rob, though, what about these kids who have had so much verbal abuse over the years and have been, you know, crushed so many times that go into that answer room and get yelled at? Yeah, and this is where you really have to guide them and help them through that. Because there is a lot of internal programming happening there. Right. So when they came back, like right away, Betsy, you said, I want to talk about this. I had a visualization yeah. there. I had, you know, I had an yeah. animal that gave me, gave me a message. And, and the next three days, we said, you're going to even hear, get more. And listen to those messages because they're giving the answers that you s- seek. They're sharing solutions for you that you seek. But going back to that student, I would process with that student, follow up with that student, and say, how are things going? You know, you have any answers or did you have any messages that come your way? I know it can work for you. You know, you worked hard. You kept trying. You've been practicing. Right. You know, again, going back to those belief systems that they can handle that. But, yeah, when a child that has that internal program that has been really deeply, you know. Regard, so, mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah, and that's, and that's where, you know, you're talking at something that deep. is professional help, right. you know, and, get, and guiding to get professional help. right. Mm -hmm. Because if they come back and they say, I went in there and the voice said, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, do do you get, what's your reply to that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you have. I'm, well, you I'm know, sure you've been told that before. Right, huh? and I, you know, we start to talk about it. I would have that dialogue. A lot of times, we don't have the dialogue with the kids. Well, oh, you can't be stupid, you know. You know, just you know, what, why would they say that? Yeah. You know, have the dialogue with the child, and 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 what I would say is, you know, well, what did you think? What what did they say? Or who was around you? Or why did you feel that energy? There was a frequency going around that when that person said that. That's the issue going on there. There's a fear there that is maybe surrounded that, and have a dialogue about that, you know, and say and say, well, if somebody came to you and gave you a solution that that wasn't stupid, what would it be? Mm-hmm. I wonder what if, and you know, that's where you know we're gonna go into another technique and tool. I, you know, I do is I I use the you know the magic wand or the I wonder what if technique, and you know we've heard that, I love that time again. But you know, kids, that is something as a a statement, or you know, if you get a person into that dialogue, you shift their thinking or help guide them towards their thinking and say, well, I wonder if that person didn't treat you that way, what would it be like? I wonder if that person just surrounded you with love yeah. and gave you a big hug yeah. and said, I love you no matter what. I yeah. wonder what would happen. What do you think would happen? Uh, I don't know. Well, could you start to imagine what would happen? Yeah. And they, and then they say yes. And then when you say yes, you know that they're creating it. They're they're actually getting into the realm of possibility, where it is possible to be loved and have that frequency of love. That is such a good way to do it because I know from the Abraham Hicks teachings, they talk about 
one of the tools they use is, is saying, wouldn't it be nice mm-hmm. if? Mm-hmm. And it really does put you in that more positive frame, mm-hmm. um, which is really the goal towards possibility is, is getting yourself out of that victim land. Mentality, as yeah. As Colin Tipping would say, the victim land and just getting yourself up to um, feeling that possibility. Um, all really great tools. What else do you want to share with us today? Because we don't have much more time. Well, I want to give one more tool too. We talked about, you know, I wonder if, or using the I wonder statement in terms of possibility, but also sometimes it's just hard to people for them to actually do it. And, you know, well, I can imagine it, but I actually have to do it. How do I do it? So I use a story when I was coaching eighth grade um, boys basketball team and this um, I, this kid just says, I don't know the play, Mr. Oker. You know, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I, I, I go, look at me. I go, you're going to go in there and you're just going to fake it. You're going to fake it till you make it. What? <laughs> you're going to go in there and act like you're, you're, you know how to run every play and that you're the best player out on that basketball court. Because I believe it. I see it. I know it's trustful. Now go in there. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> And the kid looked around and back at me, and sure enough, he goes in there, and he scored a couple of points. Cool. He had so much fun. He had this belief that he could make it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm telling the listeners out there is sometimes you got to do the put yourself in that action and believe and just get into that sense of I'm going to just do this until it becomes who I am. And sometimes it's just just pretending that you're going to actually do what you need to do in order to make it happen. Rob, we have very little time left, but I really want you to quickly comment on that overachievement, on that believing everything is possible and not allowing yourself to not believe that that some things just, you know, some things maybe you just need to not do at this time of your life. I mean when we give the messages of overachieving? Well, I guess maybe that's it. Giving giving messages are just kind of these these students that, that constantly feel they everything's possible, everything's possible, so they try to do everything. Oh, yeah, a sense of doing everything. And that's a boundaries and consequences piece. And again, with all this, you know, this is such a positive possibility to look at. But children need consequences and children need boundaries. And um, a child that believes that they could do everything, that is a great way of framing the world. But um, in life, you're going to have some consequences and boundaries that are going to, you know, shoot right back at you and say, mm-hmm. okay, I have to do this. Right. So I would let the natural consequences and let life experiences really teach them that. And then dialogue with them that, hey, anything is possible and you can do great things. You know, um, you know, if you cannot see the possibility of greatness, you know, how can you really do it or dream it or be it? So, but in life, you're going to really come across things that aren't fair. And you're going to come across things that really are going to hit you hard in the face. And that's part of living. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Rob, another wonderful show. Thank you so much for teaching us about possibility. I really enjoyed this. Our next show is going to be on sensibility. I'm looking forward to that very much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We'll be back with you next week. Bye-bye. To contact Betsy, or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Betsy Hicks.